0: I think we're up and going. Um, welcome to the Donovan Bailey podcast. As I check where we're at here, uh, this is a Anchor FM podcast. This is a podcast that I've been doing for a little while now, with the goal of getting myself out there as a candidate. It comes from a social work perspective, but mainly to talk about my candidacy um, running for Rochester City Council Ward Six. This is my nineteenth podcast, so it is with great joy that I come to you now uh, with this grand opportunity to uh, show my wares, if you will, uh, on who I am as a candidate and uh, what I plan to do as as I uh, think uh, as I'm running for Rochester City Council Ward Six. Again, this is an Anchor FM podcast, and this is an opportunity for me to get myself out there as a candidate. We are in creative times, as all my fellow candidates know, and uh, it's not real easy to do this campaign thing in COVID-19. And I, for sure, um, as uh, I am very respectful of uh, not coming door to door and invading space in this COVID-19 time, Uh, But again, through various messages, I jump out there. So thank you for tuning in for the Donovan Bailey MSLGSW uh, podcast. I do apologize. I didn't have this up initially. It's been a busy week of which I will go into and wasn't really sure if I was going to get to this podcast this week. But here we are, and we are going at it and having fun. I have entitled this podcast The Rosie the Riveter Style 2020. Rosie the Riveter Style 2020, and we'll get into why uh, I believe that Rosie Riveter obviously was that famous gal. Uh, I believe she just passed away, actually, World War II, and uh, uh, helped with some of the things, and we'll get into that. Anyways, housekeeping. I am on Facebook Messenger. I have improved my podcast so that if you throw in questions, I can get those questions as best as possible. Uh, This is an Anchor FM podcast, so you can get it on Spotify, Google, and other places. So welcome in again. Let's go at it. If you can't get to the podcast now, you can get to it later, and as well, the Messenger uh, uh, cast of this. Uh, Real quick, um, we are still in COVID-19 times, and I'm wondering how you all are doing. Thoughts and prayers out to you, your family, your area. We're dealing with some tough times, y'all, and it is just what we need to to acknowledge so that we can get through it, the bitter pill, if you will. And hopefully, as you're dealing with this, um, you are able to manage both economically and certainly the fear of getting this from a health standpoint. So thoughts and prayers out to all of us, not only Rochester, our state, our nation, and our world as well. So what's up? What's been going on in the last week? Uh, Um. Since we did this podcast like last, what's been going on? Various things. It's been a busy, busy week. Um, one is the the uh, the Minnesota Senate and House brought up a resol- resolution to declare racism as a public health crisis, and this is kind of going around our nation as well. And from what we understand, Representative Quam and Representative Nels Pearson didn't vote against it, but they did not vote for it. They basically were silent on the issue. And as I was on the Barbershop Talk show yesterday, speaking with Nels Pearson, and I'll I'll say this up front, I can understand where he was coming from, he he basically thought it was a bit too ceremonious of a thing um, not to move forward on as far as officially voting. And I just want to say a couple of things about that. Controversial, could be ceremonious in a way, um, but when you, when it comes to something like racism and many other things that have gone on in our world and in our country, um, this is one that I'm certainly, if I was a leader in this context, would be willing to check the ceremonious resolution box to say that racial racism is a public health crisis. And this is no slight to Representative Quam. Or Representative Nels Pearson. But I think when you think of the context of what racism has meant in this country, and not only that, but throughout the world, but certainly this country, um, admitting something of that magnitude is a huge first step, particularly in a, in a state like ours, and certainly in an area like ours where uh, it's known to be very progressive and the racism you tend to see is underneath the surface or often not understood, um, not as overt where I grew up in Indiana. Um, an act like that, in my opinion, is a great first step. Of course, ceremony ceremony must equal substance, and I've talked about that various times, but certainly that was on the table this week, kind of an interesting thing. Also, the Minnesota State Legislator, Legislature did decide on police reform, and I want to be the first... To clap and say thank you, Minnesota State Legislature, uh, all of you all for passing police reform in Minnesota. I have been one that have, has been really talking about the need to do this because we're at the epicenter of uh, uh, racial um, uh, justice. And uh, they stepped up in this section, second session and did their thing. So I just want to applaud all of our local um, politicians for what they did, state politicians for what they did. You all did a grand job. I was quick to call out you all out, and now I'm quick to praise you as our leaders and thank you for what you've done. Many forums this week that I was at, forums slash debates with other of my fellow candidates, and I thank you, fellow candidates, as we all jumped in to the Women's League of Voters. Uh, forum sponsored by the Rochester Public Library, the Chamber of Commerce, and the Post Bulletin. Also, then the 125KAL um, forum as well, which was also sponsored by the Post Bulletin. That was off the chain as well. And I want to thank everyone for this opportunity, those opportunities to uh, present myself and our campaign for Rochester City Council Ward 6. Again, thank you to all my fellow Ward 6 candidates. Wasn't that fun. Also, what's up this week? Baseball is back. Go Minnesota Twins, right? Um, So that's back. And it's very, very interesting in these times. But we got something to watch. And then next week, on the 30th, guess what? The NBA is back. I would love to do a whole show on sports in COVID-19. I love sports. I'm a sports junkie, so on and so forth. It is interesting as we are moving forward on this. I'm not sure that I'm a, a major supporter of returning, um, but being a sports junkie, I'm certainly going to enjoy it. And that's quite hypocritical. Uh, but it's interesting to me as major sports get back and and the, perhaps the bigger implications are, like right now we have teams that are playing AAU basketball, not necessarily in Minnesota. I hear that some of them are going down to Minnesota. And obviously our colleges and our high schools are grappling with what to do next. But um, it's interesting. Now, these gentlemen are adults and women as well. The WNBA is back as well. Um, and so obviously they can make an adult adult decisions about their lives. But it's interesting. Sports is yeah somewhat back. And then lastly, the home going of John Lewis. And uh, that's been huge. Uh, we talked about it last week, but but one thing that just hit me, and it just happened today, this Sunday. Get the imagery, get the imagery. Um, John Lewis's body uh, in the in in um, the coffin there, uh, being um, uh, proceeding with the horse and buggy across the Alabama Bridge. That he uh, did some amazing civil rights work. Um, it, it, I, lo- I saw the picture and tears all automatically begin to well up in my eyes about that. Thank you, John Lewis, for your leadership. A uh, huge moment. I want to get that picture um, uh, of a leader of our country, a civil rights leader, a pillar of America. Thank you, John Lewis. Get that picture. It was amazing. Well, again, this is the Donovan Bailey LGMS LGSW podcast. This podcast is totally focused on looking at things from a social work standpoint, but also, um, and more importantly, and more focused, uh, bringing forth my campaign running for Rochester City Council Ward Six. I truly believe you, as the voter, must know who I am, and through these podcasts, you really get to, to know how Donovan Bailey thinks. That also comes through in my Facebook. I'll write things to what have you. Some things you may not agree about, but I do that so you can understand who you may vote for. And then obviously, you've had the forms to go through as well. So thank you for tuning in to this podcast. Again, it's with the focus of showing who Donovan Bailey is, among other things, uh, so you can be at, at knowledge with your votes going forward for Rochester City Council Ward 6. As we mentioned, we are in tough times. Times are calling for change but it necessitates that we are in this together. I actually talked about that last week um, in my podcast or the week before, and I wanted to use Rosie the River as an example of where I think we need to go, not only from a political standpoint, but as a collective societal standpoint. And as I say this, I believe the enormity of COVID-19, this is my opinion, it is so enormous its health and economic impact. Here it comes government alone cannot do everything to balance and stabilize us through this tsunami of sorts. Doesn't mean we don't leaders don't, doesn't mean we don't need leaders. It doesn't mean we don't need government. It doesn't mean that we don't need the city uh, to do their thing. The government is huge in this right now, right? But we are in a rosy, the moment in our country, believe it or not. And a lot of what happens, I believe, is pivotal, not only on leadership. And I'm I'm quick to know that leadership matters, vote leadership. One of the biggest reasons why we are struggling in this pandemic, I believe, is because we have had very, very weak national leadership. It is sad. But be that as it may, we have to uh, forge forward to deal with uh, such things. And and I believe we need a Rosie the River type of mentality to get to this. Not only government doing this thing, but the people, neighbors, churches, nonprofits, all of us coming together to get through these times. If you, if you don't remember, Rosie the River was the symbol of women in World War II. And, and, and understand it was a different time back then where Women didn't go to war. It was much more a classic time in relationships to, to family where women were at home with kids and they did more traditional things. In that context, many men went off to war, which left, obviously, a lot of women back uh, behind. Many of those women went to factories and shipyards during World War II to to produce war supplies and ammunition for the war. They did their part at home while men did their part overseas. And again, things are a little bit different now as it relates to the military, so on and so forth. But this was huge, mammoth, unbelievable for our times, that when the men went over to fight the war, the women went into the factories to supply and to hold up this very nation. Rosie the Riveter was the great example during that time. Now, our this pandemic has been compared to war a couple of times and, and I like the analogy if you're going to correlate all of the other things to this analogy. And if we use the war analogy on this pandemic, it necessitates that like in times past, we to come come together as a country to get through these tough times. Government society, churches, people, neighbors, let's come together. And we're being challenged. Now, this pandemic is different than a war, and we truly have to go back to um, uh, 1918, if you will, and other pandemics to know what the sociological impact and the psychological impact of what a pandemic can do to a collective people. Um, But this time necessitates that we work together together And I'm making the call, even before elected, if I am to be elected, to say, hey, what can we do additionally beyond government to make sure we get through these times? And I want to hit an example uh, as I'm talking about this. But one thing is for sure, and I mentioned this in both forums uh, this week, particularly as it relates to the budget, I believe we need to do some psychological prep on this pandemic. And I think we're finally doing it because national leadership has finally embraced this, perhaps in a way that will get us better through this. And I can remember back when I was a um, chemical dependency counselor going to AA meetings, and although I wasn't a person that had used, I was there to assist and so on and so forth. And as you know, AA meetings and the AA philosophy, the step number one is admitting, right? Hello, my name is Donovan, and I am a and they would say alcoholic, right? It is admitting what you are or the place that you're in. I truly believe one of the biggest problems we've had since day one, and this goes back to national leadership, is not understanding and not totally embracing what we're dealing with. Yeah, initially, oops, oh, that happened. Uh-oh, let's embrace it and move on. It happened. We got into the, uh, uh, the denial all the way probably up to early July, mid-July maybe even last week, about masks and so on and so forth. And and again, it's not just our POTUS, it's other people as well. We just did not admit that we are in a pandemic. And I think by that, because of that, we lost some time on handling this issue. But that being what it is, psychologically, we need to continue to admit we are in a pandemic, a hundred years pandemic. Take that bitter pill, And like our parents and others have done through tough times, okay, let's buckle down and prep for the worst. Prepare for the worst and expect the best. If we get better than the worst, that's what's up and we'll go for it. I believe as a government, particularly the area that I'm working running for Rochester City Council, we need to understand and grapple with this idea we're in a pandemic. So, therefore, our budgetary process and every other process sees post that needs to be gathered around, okay, let's go with a contingency plan to get through these next years. Um, but as I've heard in some of these forums this week, which have been somewhat surprised, there have been a lot of silos in our city and county and various areas of government. And as some have said, um, and um, um, Brooke Carlson, who's running for uh, – and I'm stealing this from her – who's running for um, – City council president, she really emphasized this in some of her forum language, and that is we cannot work in silos. And part of her job is to make sure that that things, people work, organizations work together. We need to work together to get through these trying times, but again, first admitting um, uh, that. So that means we need not only our government to get on its stuff and do its thing, we as citizens, churches, nonprofits, neighbors, need to see what we can do to help each other out through these times. It is what it is, and if the trend continues, it's going to get worse for a little bit here, and hopefully not. So with that in mind, what can we do as a citizenry to make sure we get through this together? Yes, the feds, the state, the county, the city, school systems, nonprofits, so on and so forth, need to step to the plate, but what can other things what other things can be done to deal with this as a collective. I want to throw something out there on the most hot button issue of our time as it relates to COVID-19, and that is the beginning of schools. Now, I'm not an education educator, although I have a master's in education leadership uh, and studied it from a standpoint of leadership. Um, but as our, as we grapple with school and going back to school, there's many things we can do. And again, I'll go back to admitting the problem, preparing for the worst, expecting for the best, and then working together, state, feds, local government, city, county. But I believe we there are many things we can probably do to mitigate the issue with schools. And it probably isn't as tough as it seems, although it is very, very tough. I think one of the things we can potentially do is maybe merge with churches, uh, city buildings, uh, nonprofits that have buildings. There's some big churches in this area and say, hey, public schools, can we work with you in your buildings, in your space that's not being used as much, and to spread out our high schools, our elementary schools, and our junior highs, social distancing, distancing kids so we can do this thing and get through this most critical time. And hopefully, if it's just going to be this first year, this won't be the end of the day. Now, the city, will, uh, the, the, our school system will be coming out with a plan. Our government will also be speaking to a plan, and I will applaud that and hope, hope that will all work. But this is an idea that came across my head, particularly in this Rosie the Riveter concept. How can churches, with many of these mass buildings in space, um Nonprofits, city buildings uh, uh, merge with the public school system to give space and resources so we can get through this school year. I'm, I'm not sure what's going to go on. I don't think they're going to go totally online, uh, particularly as it relates to our at-risk kids and our kids without resources. Could it be that we can merge with various city city entities? around this city to get ourselves through the school system, transportation and the like. We have a lot of nonprofits. This is the city of the nonprofits. We have a lot of great people in this town. We have a great uh, family service, Rochester, obviously a social services system. Can we all work together? And I know it would be tough because we're used to our silos in our South Minnesota area, but get our Rosie the Riveter on to work together to help us get through this school, school year. If the school has to do it all by themselves, all by themselves, I think that does not speak to the collective effort that we need. Could that happen? That's just a general idea. But what if these big churches and these big areas and all this space, hey, let's spread everybody out and and, and work together to get us ourselves through this uh, time? And that was something I just thought of um, in thinking about how are they going to get through the school system and a couple of other ideas. Came to mind like going back to basics to a degree and not having the high expectations. And for those that need the higher, they can do the online process. And perhaps those that just need to get the basic, their, get through their basic grade level, have them going to uh, school and spreading out and staggering school. Again, not an uh, educator, have a master's in education leadership, uh, but an idea that came across my head, not that it's the greatest idea in the world, but I do but it does pinpoint this idea that we need to work as a city and region, as a state together to get through these trying times. And as I said, you gotta admit that we're there. You gotta admit that we're in a hundred years pandemic. We gotta admit that we can't work in silos. And then we have to ask everyone to step up to the plate to get through this time. That's something I certainly would be considering as a leader. Again, I want to thank you for tuning in to this uh, Donovan Bailey podcast. This is uh, uh, the Donovan Bailey podcast in which I talk about why I'm running for office. My platform is a bold platform on cultural competency. There's no question about it. I make no bones about it. Diversity, inclusion, equity, and equality. As a philosophy, I truly believe whether it's the the, the green scooters downtown to streets, roges, roads, Elton Hills diet, of which that situation is over, the Kmart parking lot, parking lot policing, homelessness, affordable uh, affordable housing, affordable living—you name the issue, all of those issues under a Donovan Bailey campaign will be pulled through the lens of cultural competency. With this idea, everyone needs to be represented in in our decisions so that we leave no one out. It's a philosophy, not really a one horse. Uh, or one thought uh, campaign issues that I'm passionate about support DMC forward. I think DMC is a great thing. Um, We need to continue to build the economy. We need to have an urbanized element of DMC to where cultures of, it has a cultural element where people are attracted here to various cultural elements. And that's something I'm willing to push. But also, as I've talked about this week, could we reimagine DMC to support us through this tough time? I'm um, also for what's going on with transportation. I think we really need to uh, think about that. Supporting small business, becoming a living wage city, attracting and keeping the younger generation. Also, obviously, within this idea of cultural competence, I think we need to bolster a solid human rights commission, have a solid plan on diversity that has landmarks on how we're going to get more employed and kill the disparities and poverty rates that we have amongst the, the impoverished. Get our hands around this homelessness issue to where we have it down, amongst other things, and have a a diverse police force. Um, But let's be honest, as we go through these times, I have been saying over and over again, COVID-19, the unrest in our cities, and obviously what city we want to become are the three major prongs of which I think our next uh, two to to four years will be all about. And much of that may be recovering from COVID-19 but also dealing with civic unrest. As I've said, and I will continue to say, particularly in these very critical times, leadership matters, vote leadership. I truly believe anybody, as i mentioned earlier, those three things that will be elected to statewide, uh, county, city, uh, educational, or national office will need to be a leader more than they're a politician. And my campaign is all about what the late great Senator Wellstone said, we all do better when we all do better. A Donovan Bailey campaign will assure that, that from the bottom up, we make sure everybody is rem- represented from the homeless to the CEO of Mayo. I just want to let you know that I, I uh, moved back to Act Blue as my um, online uh, source for funds. As I've said over and over again, this is tough time. These are tough times. We don't want you to donate to a Donovan Bailey campaign. If you need to keep that money in your pocket for these tough times, we really don't. I want your vote on August eleventh and November third, and that's it. We'll figure out the money piece. Um, and I know that's not that's not what you usually hear from a politician, but if we are in tough times, and we need to lead in a different way. And certainly, I feel obligated to that. But if you do feel like obli- if um, donating to my campaign, act blue. You can get that to my website donate and we thank you for the donations we actually had a couple of donations this past week and thank you y'all have been thanked but i will thank you again again this is anchor fm podcast you can get this on spotify google you can uh check out much of my stuff on my website donovan for rochester city council.com facebook i go nuts on there with a lot of different things Catch me at 507-405-4067, my email, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and my lovely daughter has me, every now and again, getting into some TikTok. One thing I need to um, mention is www.bensound.com, a lot of his free music I use on various formats and thank you for what you have created. My name is Donovan Bailey, If you can't, if you didn't catch that. I'm running for Rochester City Council Ward 6 with a platform of cultural competency and with this infamous quote from the late, great Senator Wellstone. We all do better when we all do better, and that's where we're at in this city. A vote for Donovan is a vote for the voiceless. A vote for Donovan is for a collective of all of Rochester, but making sure the least of these find foundations uh, to grow grow and thrive in this amazing city of Rochester. Well, it is Sunday. It is beautiful outside. Make sure you get outside and enjoy it. Thank you for tuning in. You guys are awesome. I need your vote in about two weeks. Two weeks? We have a big campaign. Two weeks. I need your vote on August 3rd. um, And then we'll move forward. uh, August 11th, I'm sorry. And then hopefully we'll move forward to November 3rd for the general election. Thank you so much. Have a great rest of your Sunday. Have a fantastic week. I am Donovan Bailey, running for Rochester City Council, Ward 6.